0: Welcome to the Shine a Light on series. Today, we'll be shining a light on setting yourself up for success with Jeanette Kim. Welcome, Jeanette.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of
0: course, of course. To start, do you mind just giving us a brief introduction to who you are?
1: Yeah, for sure. Hi, everyone. I'm Janai. I'm currently a sophomore student studying business at the University of British Columbia, which is in Vancouver, Canada. And uh, I, I found Opal and, you know, the Shine Your Light podcast through LinkedIn, which I've been pretty active on, trying to become a LinkedIn influencer. And it's been truly such a transformative journey for me. I've been learning so much and being inspired by so many great people on the platform. And I hope, like, whatever I can share today will be of value to Anyone who's listening, because I think you know, setting yourself up for success is something that's relevant for you know whether it's setting yourself up for a job or whether that's you know ha- building good mental health or building good relationships. I think it's super relevant. So super excited to share my insights today.
0: Yes, very excited to have you, Jeanette. And I guess on the note of what you just said, everyone defines success in their own way. I'm sort of against defining it in one way since everyone's looks so different and. However you and I define it is probably different in a lot of ways than people listening in. I'm sure there are a lot of similarities as well. But instead of us defining what success means, because I think that's too dependent on an individual, I'm more so curious, how did you go about defining what success looked like in your life?
1: Yeah, I feel like uh, personally for me, I'm really goal driven. There's a lot of things that I always want to be striving for and somewhat I started kind of defining success in my own terms as being able to achieve those goals that I set up for myself. But I found that a lot of my happiness and a lot of how I feel would be dependent on whether I've I've achieved those goals or not. So I found that, you know, defining success in terms of achieving those goals or hitting those metrics isn't the best way to go about it, at least for me personally. I'm sure it's different for everybody else. But for me, uh, having success is being content with where I am. So it's not necessarily like, feeling really really happy or feeling really really sad because i think those are spectrums and you can't always aim to be happy because the moment you're not happy you're just not going to feel successful so being content with where you are and just being like you know what like even if i didn't have a great day or even if i didn't achieve that goal i'm content because i tried my best and i think that to me is what success is because you're you're never going to be at a state of being super super happy or you know being able to achieve everything that you set yourself up for, but being content and you know just knowing that you tried your best and you know knowing that you went as far as you could, I think is what success is
0: That's a lovely definition. I love that, and I almost feel like by putting yourself in that mindset and almost staying away from being overjoyed at all times, first of all, you avoid toxic positivity which is a good thing but also if you fail it seems like a a softer fall if you are just content rather than everything is like perfect and fine what are your
1: thoughts on that hundred percent because like lately on linkedin i've been really trying to use my platform to you know let people know that it's okay to be sad if you feel fail And it's also okay to celebrate your successes. So there's this one post that I wrote about, about rejection and how, you know, I'm going to let myself be sad about it for a day or a couple of days, but I'm going to move on. And I think if you, if I define success as being able to get this job and being able to get past that interview, like I would have been really heartbroken and really sad about the whole job search process, probably would have given up. Um, I'm sure that that's not the case for everybody, but for me, like, at at some point, like in my job search, at least, I felt like I had to achieve this. Otherwise, I would be a failure. But being able to be okay with being sad and letting go of, I guess, that toxic positivity that a lot of people talk about, like, you know, rejection is redirection, like, it's okay, like, failures are nothing. I think it's totally okay to be human and to be vulnerable and to understand, you know what? Even if I did go for these goals, like it's okay to be upset about it. But what's what's important is building resilience and building that matter of being able to get up quickly and like moving on and learning from your past, I guess like mistakes or things that have happened in your past experiences. So definitely agree with you there.
0: Okay, I love this perspective you're bringing, but I do want to circle back to your first part of the answer about goals, um, because it sounds like sort of by you're not limited by the goals that you set for yourself. And one of the questions I that came to mind for you is are achieving goals and success related? And it sounds like no from your perspective, but are setting goals and success related to you at all?
1: That's it's a really great question. Um for me like like I said before, I'm very goal oriented. I've always kind of set these goals for myself and that's just how I feel happy. If I don't set goals for myself, I feel like there's nothing that I'm moving towards and there's nothing that I'm looking forward to. So I would say, like, for me, setting goals isn't a matter of I need to achieve all of these goals. I just need a general direction and where I want to go and something that pushes me forward. And to me, like, just that momentum of moving forward is, like, something that I define as success because I think, you know, when you go through moments of hardship and you go through periods of difficulty it's totally okay to sometimes be stagnant and it's okay to you know be upset but that momentum of moving forward I think is what I'm really like proud of myself for doing because you know rejections happen like challenges happen adversity happens but that that momentum that pushing forward is something that I really want to encourage for everybody and something that you should be totally proud of yourself for even like awareness or being able to move move forward from those like difficulties is what I think is super important
0: yes yes (laughs) I agree with all these things and I actually love this idea of pointing yourself in the right direction rather than defining like the steps of a staircase essentially I mean you might get the same job done at the end of the day by by doing either but probably less disappointment if you just point yourself in the direction rather than you know, you have to do X to succeed and then Y and then Z after that. So I really love this. I love this. And I guess tying it back to, to life in general, as long as your direction points in a way that aligns with your mission to yourself in your life or your values, then I'm assuming contentedness will always come with that. Um So I love this. Love this idea.
1: I think um being content is just like you it's okay to not like fully achieve everything. And, you know, being goal driven doesn't mean that you have to achieve all your goals. It's just a matter of being able to set new goals for yourself when those old plans fail through, because there's always going to be moments in your life where you need to be flexible. And there's always going to be moments where, you know, it doesn't go your way. And in those moments, building resilience can help kind of move you forward and to, like, you're always redefining success for yourself as you're moving forward in life.
0: Yeah. Lots of wisdom coming (laughs) from your direction, (laughs) friend. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I do, I I mean, we could talk about this all day, I think, but I want to move on to the meaty part of this conversation, which are some actionable tips related to the theme of the episode. Um, So, how can someone set themselves up for success Or in other words, how can people go about achieving the goals that they set out for themselves?
1: I would say there's like two really, really important aspects of setting yourself up for success. And the first one would be building resilience, which I mentioned before. But like resilience, I think, is the most important thing because, you know, like I said, you're not going to be able to achieve everything on your bucket list. You're not going to be able to get every single like every single thing that you set yourself up for but it's just a matter of being able to learn from those experiences and moving on that I think sets makes someone successful and building that resilience is super super key and resilience can only come from you putting yourself out there because you know I don't want to pull out a cliche like you miss you know 100% of the shots that you don't take but that really is the case and I think for me personally, how I was able to build resilience is just to put myself through those situations where I had to go through rejections, where I had to go through failure. And I learned like it's not the end of the world. There's like always another door that opens up for you. So putting yourself out there and being comfortable with failure and rejections is, I think, how you can build resilience. And also having an amazing support circle is also super important. And, you know, having people there to support you, let you know that it's going to be okay. I think. Is super key to building that resilience. I think the second part is having a growth mindset. There's a book that I would recommend to everybody to read. I think it's called the Psych- the psychology of Su- the new psychology of success, or I think if you just search up growth mindset, you'll be able to find it. It's by Carol Dweck, and it's a book that really transformed my mindset in terms of how I approach life in general. I would recommend everybody to read it because she talks about this difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset and a growth mindset is someone who is comfortable with dealing with challenges and failure and being able to move on again you know tying in to those themes of resilience but having a growth mindset i think is super key in order to be successful not just in your job search or in your school life or in your academics but also in your relationships and how you approach like things that happen in your personal life as well being able to be open to other people's opinions being able to move on and grow from You know, things that you learn from sources that you wouldn't really normally expect from, I think, is something that has really, really helped me with my relationships and also just with COVID and with all the challenges that the virtual year has brought on. So just to reiterate these points, resilience and having a growth mindset.
0: Those are both great points and probably a lot of people in life, no matter when they learn these lessons, they're like, "Ah, I learned these too late. Like, I wish I knew this long ago, whether or not you learn it in college or it's like a midlife crisis awakening. Um, super, super important. So I'm glad you brought these two points up in particular. And I don't think I've read that book yet. So I'm definitely gonna check that out.
1: Definitely recommend it.
0: Yes. No, it sounds like a good one. But thank you for sharing those points. I think I, I definitely agree with you that no matter how you define success or what the journey will look like, if you have those two things, you can get through a lot, a lot. Thank you for sharing. And another thing I want to chat with you about is I've just chatted with a lot of people who point fingers at others when they do not succeed. I'm sure you've been through this as well. Maybe um, this can happen, I think, if you're in a small group project or at a company like someone on your team, or or maybe you do it to others and you're just not self-aware that this is something that's happening. So setting yourself up for success I think it's a tricky case, to be honest, because there's the concept of imposter syndrome, for instance. And for a long time, I was very focused on, OK, how can I just believe in myself and and be better in that way and set myself up for success and get over imposter syndrome? But on the other end, um, the other perspective is sort of like, why are these institutions or organizations set up in a way that doesn't make me feel comfortable? Like, I think there's room to point fingers in a lot of situations. That being said, when you set yourself up for success and you point yourself in the right direction, how much ownership and accountability comes in this process versus how much can actually be finger pointed to others?
1: Yeah, I um, I I'd say that I thought about this like my whole life, like even when I was like in middle school and elementary school where I was like, you know every time you get an argument with your family, or with your friends, or, you know, with your teachers, or anyone like around you, like, I think something that I struggled with personally is like, how much is it their fault? And how much is it my fault? And something that I've always kind of had the mindset, and kind of grown up believing is even if it's 99% their fault, there's always that 1% that is your fault, or something that you could have done better. And, you know, this is I think this is a really, really great approach because no matter what, like, I think it's dual-sided, whether you feel like, oh, this person is mistreating me or this person is making me feel like I have imposter syndrome. At the same time, like that 1%, I could have a stronger mindset and I could go about approaching it differently. So for example, on LinkedIn, I definitely felt imposter syndrome. I was posting these tips on how to get your internship. But at the same time, I was like, I'm literally a sophomore student Setting business and like at a non-target school in Canada, like who am I to tell these people what to do or who, who am I to post on LinkedIn and, you know, share my advice. Nobody asked for it. And I definitely felt that imposter syndrome where I was like, you know, why am I doing this? Like nobody really wants to hear from me. And I was like, and then when I went on coffee chats, sometimes I would perpetuate these thoughts. Like these people are looking down at me because I don't have as much as them. And, you know, I like internalize these thoughts. And I was like, oh, I don't want to talk to this person. This person makes me feel like I'm lesser than they make me feel inferior. But I think at the end of the day, like when I was talking with my mentors, you know, at you know, it's 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 true. Like, I don't have those credentials. I don't have those things that could make me, you know, more superior. But at the same time, like I could be more confident or I could, you know, have have more confidence in what I do, I could, you know, get there or I could build up those credentials. So I think just understanding that while that person may be at fault or that organization or that institution could be at fault, at the same time, there's always things that you could be doing to, you know, better yourself, to put yourself to, rise above those situations, or you could just like learn from it. You know, there's been toxic relationships that I've been in, where I'm like, okay, well, you know, this has happened to me, I'm just going to move on and act, make a proactive effort to not be like that person. So if you if you're in a situation where you feel like they're making you feel lesser than just take it, move on and be like, okay, I'm not going to treat anybody else the same way. And that's kind of how I approach Um, like, I guess taking that ownership and, you know, moving forward from those difficulties.
0: I love these points that you brought up. And I would say this is a conclusion I came to also too late in life. I mean, (laughs) we're still young, but it felt too late in that whenever, from my personal experiences, whenever I wanted to like judge others or I made assumptions of what they were thinking or feeling, it was actually a reflection of my own insecurities that I was making on them. Such as, you know, this person knows so much, they must think I'm dumb. And it's just like, oh, I, I know I know less than them. And so I'm just being insecure, but I'm like thinking not necessarily badly of them, but sort of in a way. And they didn't even have to say anything. I just think they think I'm lesser than them, like, like you brought up. Um, so I'm glad you brought up this point (laughs) of it's sort of, it's huge actually, like what your mindset is and, essentially there's like self-awareness too to just say, okay, why am I feeling these things? Did this person actually do something to me? Are these, I think every emotion is valid, but at the same time you could be having an emotion as a reaction to something that's not even real, like a hypothetical situation.
1: I think internalizing these negative thoughts, I think is also something that's super destructive. Like, you know, once you have this implant of insecurity in your mind, you're going to think like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, this person thinks I'm weird, this person thinks I'm not good enough. But at the same time, like there's no person that can define that for you. And I think it's just a matter of you reflecting on yourself, understanding your own self worth and moving on from there. And I think that's something that's super important. Again, with that growth mindset, you want to move forward from those insecurities. There's really, like, if those insecurities are things that you can't do anything about, like, let's say, for example, my height, I start growing, I there's no point of me being insecure about my height. But if I'm insecure about, for example, the way that I communicate, or the way I write, like, those are things that you can always consistently improve. So having that level of, you know, as you mentioned, self awareness, and, you know, being able to reflect, I think is super, super important.
0: Definitely agreed. Thank you for that. Alrighty. Definitely agreed. Thank you for that. Alrighty. I am curious. By the time this is posted, it'll be, you know, it will be a handful of months into the year 2021. And so I'm curious from your experiences, what's the top reason why people fail at succeeding in long-term goals? And I bring up the time of year because I'm assuming everyone has their New Year's resolutions and it's so difficult to set those and oftentimes fail at them, especially by this time of the year which I think every day is an opportunity to make a new resolution anyway. But no matter the long-term goal you set for yourself, even if you're in the right direction, it does seem like people oftentimes fail unless they have certain things that they've embedded into their life. So from your experiences, why do people fail at long-term goals? And maybe how do they avoid that?
1: I would say, I wouldn't say fail. I would say like people aren't able to achieve their long term goals, because a lot of the long term goals are things that aren't within their control. So for example, like, if my long term goal is to be really, really fit and bring my body fat percentage down, like those are, I guess, like long term goals that you can you know, actively work towards. But if they're long term goals, like, I want to end up in this city, and I want to be married, and I want to have kids, I feel like those types of long term goals, you just don't have control over. So for me, personally, I've completely cut out those long term goals. And I only set short term kind of like, I, I always reassess and you know, this is something that's not just like applicable to the tech industry but there's these things called like sprints or you know agile work methods where you set new goals for yourself every 2 weeks and that's something that I've tried to do myself because i used to be such a long-term thinker where i was like okay when, by the time i am 20 i'm going to figure out exactly what i want to do i'm going to have an internship at this company and i'm going to be like have this much money saved to my savings account and i'm going to be moving out and all of those things have not come true. Um, and, you know, being able, like setting those long-term goals and thinking I need to do this, this, this in order to get this, I think was really kind of foolish for me because there's so many variables that go in the way. Your mindset could change. And I think only being like pigeonholed into this one mindset could be actually very destructive. It could close you out from so many different cool opportunities that could come your way that could shape the person that you are. So. I would say with long term goals, such as like bettering yourself, or, you know, like, I don't know, achieving this type of grade, I think those are goals that you should set for yourself. But also keep in mind, there's so many variables that you don't know could happen. And there's so many things that aren't within your control. So try to set those goals that are within your control that you can actively work towards, or just set those, those like short term goals for yourself and constantly reassess what is best for me and like, what I can do and, you know, things that are realistic that you can actually achieve.
0: Yes, definitely. No, thank you for that distinction between long and short-term goals. I I agree that at times I think especially women too have sort of these predefined like milestones in their life. And it's like, how how will you know? Like a year ago, I didn't think I would be where I am today. So how will you know where you'll be 10 years from now? Um, It's tricky though sometimes I think when employers ask, you even as a an entry entry level person, sometimes mentors at companies or mentors in general will just be like, What is your five year plan or your ten year plan? And yeah. it's like, I am I I don't know what I'm eating for dinner tomorrow. So I literally <laughs> could not tell you. Um so I think it gets a little bit tricky. But away from long term goals for a second, I know you just mentioned you focus on short term goals, which I think makes so much sense. What do you do to stay on track? Like what keeps you motivated? Because this is an issue I think a lot of people have where they'll stray away and then they'll come back and they'll stray away even further and then eventually they're just sort of off the path that they were initially setting for
1: I think it's just a matter of constantly reevaluating what's best for you so I think at times there are circumstances where it's better to stray away from those short-term goals so for example um, there was a moment where I really want to grow a lot on Clubhouse this new platform and You know, I was super obsessed with it. I was like, okay, we're going to hit this goal and we're going to hit this many followers and we're going to like, you know, do this, this, this. And it was like really taking a toll on my mental health. And although I set those goals for myself, I was like, it was draining me out. And I feel like it just wasn't really worth the amount of time that I was putting in. And that was a short-term goal that I strayed away from, that I'm totally okay and comfortable with straying away from now that it's been a couple months. So, I think it's totally okay to sometimes straight away, but you know, the short term goals that are really important to you that you feel like are very important is, I think, like setting yourself up with a community of support, I think is super important. So, you know, when I was looking for my first internship, it was a very stressful time for me, but I knew that this was something that I wanted to do, something that I felt like I had to do. So, everyone that I talked to, my close friends, they all knew that I was kind of in this job hunt, job hunt. So, you know, they left me alone for a couple of weeks. And when I canceled on them, they were totally okay with it. they were like, you know what, Jeanette, you focus on what you need to focus on. And in those moments, I felt super, super grateful for the friends and the family that i would surrounded myself with, because they were so supportive. When, you know, I had my rejections, I had like 10, 15 people calling me asking me if I was okay. And I was like, you know what, guys, thank you so much for your support. Even if I didn't get it, I know like I want to work even harder to, you know, thank you guys. And I also want to like prove to you guys that I can do this and thank you for your support. So I think setting those short-term goals, like obviously, you know, setting realistic measures for yourself, knowing that you can't get there in a day and setting yourself up with an amazing support circle is something that was really crucial and helpful for me that I would recommend to everybody else.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Jeanette. We're at the last question. Question I always ask, do you have any last words of wisdom? And in your case, for anyone who's looking for their path to success?
1: I would say, you know, we've talked a lot about goal setting. We've talked a lot about um, like setting yourself up, but also at the same time, I hope like everybody remembers that you can't always make the right decisions and you can't always know exactly what's going to happen. So something that I've kind of learned for myself is whatever decision that you make today is the best decision, given the information that you currently have. And for me personally, I'm a really big overthinker. And I think about everything that could possibly go wrong. But that kind of mindset or that, you know, idea has really, really helped me in terms of being okay with making mistakes and being okay with failures, because ultimately, you never knew that was going to happen. And It's okay to have those stumbles because you'll definitely eventually like find that right opportunity that will kind of define success for you. So I hope everybody remembers like, it's okay to have those bumps and those blips, because you know, at the end of the day, you're going to be fine. So yeah, that's my last kind of advice or tip that I would give out.
0: Awesome. Thank you. I'm a fellow overthinker, so I appreciate these words as well. (laughs) But Thank you for joining us, Jeanette. It was great chatting with you, and we appreciate having you on the show. Thank you so yeah, much.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course. And to anyone tuning in, thank you for joining us. As always, at Opal, we shine brighter together, and we'll see you next time.